Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. A reading from Matthew chapter 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another, just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will also say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you didn't take me in. I was naked and you didn't clothe me, sick and in prison and you didn't take care of me. Then they too will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or without clothes or sick or in prison and not help you. Then he will answer them, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. To Pastor Kate Floyd, the Sandy Springs Church family, Thank you so much for the opportunity to share with you in this sermon series, A Place at the Table, Cultivating Empathy in a Time of Division. My brothers and my sisters, 2020 has been some kind of year. Would you agree? As United Methodists, at the beginning of the year, I imagine the most important thing on our mind was the division among us, the general conference, and the fate of our beloved church. But in March, The coronavirus pandemic captured our attention. Like many of you, I rushed out and got supplies for what I thought would be a long weekend at the least and a two-week respite at the most. Never did I dream that nine months later we would still be sheltering in place, wearing masks, and championing a skill that our mothers taught us in kindergarten. Good hand washing. The coronavirus pandemic has been merciless. Hundreds of thousands of people have died. Businesses are closing. People are losing their jobs and their homes. Grocery store shelves are still poorly stocked. There's a division among us as to the appropriate response to the pandemic. 
The proverbial line has been drawn in the sand between those who wear masks and social distance and those who do not but prefer to perhaps throw caution to the wind and hope for the best. While the coronavirus occupies the headlines, this pandemic is only the top of the list of unrest and division in our country. In the midst of the pandemic, we still have to contend with sexism, racism, and human trafficking. We have to contend with the chaos of nature through hurricanes and wildfires. And even now we find ourselves divided over the national election. And even though national division isn't new, it seems that with this election, the scab has been ripped off of an old wound. As we wait with bated breath for the election of the Senate, the propaganda in the campaigns continues to divide us even further, drawing that proverbial line even deeper in the sand. As a people of faith, we turn to scriptures as a respite from the world, only to find that today's lectionary reading is one of division, or is it? As our text opens, Jesus is at the end or nearing the end of his earthly ministry. In the previous chapter, he is warning his disciples of the dark days that are ahead. He is encouraging them because false prophets would arise and many would fall from the faith. He is encouraging them to prepare and to be ready to use their talents rather than burying them. And as our text picks up, he is giving them an example of the kingdom of heaven and judgment. He says that the son of man would come in all his glory and with the angels with him and all the nations of the world would be before him. And much like a shepherd separating the sheep from the goat, the people would be separated, the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. To those on the right, he would offer words of commendation because they had ministered to him. When he was hungry, they gave him food. Thirsty, they gave him drink. When he was a stranger, they welcomed him. And when he was naked, they clothed him. Sick, they cared for him. And in prison, they visited him. For those on the left, he offers words of condemnation because when he was sick, they did not take care of him. Hungry, they did not feed him. Thirsty, they did not give him drink. They did not welcome him as a stranger and they did not visit him in prison. When Jesus lists these works of mercy, scholars suggest that these are typical in the Jewish community as works of mercy. And these were things that people were expected to do. Now, what's interesting in our text is that as Jesus offers words of commendation and condemnation, the sheep and the goats have the same question. Jesus, what are you talking about? When did we see you and give you food and water and clothes and companionship? And Jesus then says, when you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me. And the goats say the same, Jesus, what? We would, have, we would have helped you. We would have ministered to you. Tell us, please, when did we see you and not take care of your needs? And again, Jesus says, when you did not do it to the least of these, you did it unto me. Let that sink in. The way we treat the least of these is as if we are treating the Lord himself. 
You see, brothers and sisters, Jesus uses this analogy of the sheep and the goats to tell the hearers then and us of something near and dear to his heart and a truth of the kingdom of heaven. You see, the nations were not divided based on who they were or their political persuasion or their religious persuasion per se, but they were divided by what they did or more specifically how they treated him. Those that treated him well and responded to those who were in need did so not because they saw Christ or not because they thought that they were um, ministering unto Christ, but they did so because it was the right thing to do. They did so because they were able to empathize with those who were in need, empathize with the least of these, like the goats. They were able to see the need. But they possessed the power of the cross to come close to those who were downfallen and respond to their need. And that's what made them different. Those on the right did not look at the people and the trappings that they come with. It did not matter what the if the individuals were able to reciprocate. It did not matter what they had or who they were. They ministered to them because it was the right thing to do. They came close and stood with another in their situation, even if momentarily, and met the need. In all fairness, we can understand the mentality of the goats because after all, most people help other people because of who they are. <laughs> I mean, who would not want to help Jesus if they knew that's who they were helping? Who would not want to help the pastor or the rich lady or the powerful man, but yet the sheep either did not know or did not remember or did not care the status of the people. They did it. They offered help. They met needs because it was the right thing to do. I learned something about this text in my own recent experience of an accident. In October, I had an accident on my bike, which resulted in me breaking my back in two places and breaking a rib among other injuries. And I cannot tell you about the overwhelming outpouring of love that people showered upon me. People called and texted and, and sent cards and sent food and took care of my family as I was taking care of them, as they were taking care of me. And at first I thought that, you know, these people were showing such love because we had relationship and I was so grateful. But then as I began to read through the cards and read through the emails and listen to the voicemails, I realized that many of the people I did not even know. I remember talking to one lady who said when she learned of my accident, she knew that she had to do something because it was the right thing to do. Every week we go to physical therapy and my sister drives me and I've learned something by watching her. I see the tears well up in her eyes as we pass people who are homeless. And I watch her as she rolls the window down and gives them food or gives them money out of her purse. And I'm forced to examine 
my level of generosity. Oh, of course, I would cast classify myself as a sheep because I do serve, I do give, I do help. But sometimes I think that my heart may have grown callous because I see this stuff every day of ministry, especially when we were out and about. But as I think about giving to those persons, I wonder if this is a scam, if they really need it, or if they're going to take my money and run off and do something untoward. But as I watch my sister freely give, I am reminded that it is not my job to determine whether or not someone is scamming me. Yes, I must be resourceful, must be responsible with the resources that Christ has given me, but my greater concern should be not whether or not this individual is scamming me, but whether or not I am scamming God by wearing the name of Christ, but not putting Christ's love into action. You see, when we look at the sheep in our text, these people put the love of God through Christ in action as they engaged in the works of mercy. And they did it because it was the right thing to do. And as they did the right thing, they discovered that they served Christ unaware. This text offers us an opportunity, the same opportunity to serve Christ. And it reminds us that we must be the eyes and the ears, the hands and the feet of Christ and hear and respond to the call of the community as Sandy Springs so faithfully does. We must continue to share that love unconditionally beyond our community, beyond our comfort zone and touch the lives of those that we may even think are not deserving. Touch the life of those that we may even find a little hard to love. Because as that beautiful theme song for this series says, for everyone born a place at the table. When we send a card or check on the seniors, we make a place at the table. When we put on our mask out of concern for people who are most vulnerable, we make a place at the table. When we vote for officials who can advocate for the least and the lost, we make a space at the table. When we engage in mission opportunities for people that we don't know and may never see again, we make a space at the table. When we feed the hungry, when we give water to the thirsty, when we clothe the naked and we welcome the stranger, when we visit the sick and minister to the imprisoned, we make a place at the table. This text reminds us that we are not only called but required to be merciful, to empathize with others, to come close and stand with them in their circumstances, if only for a moment and offer them the love of God through Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that we are able to do that is if we learn from the sheep and the goats in our text. You see, just like them, we have the same opportunity to make a choice to serve with mercy or to withhold it. But this text gives us an important piece of the puzzle. It reminds us that Christ is with the least and the lost. And when we serve them, we serve Christ. 
Now, I'm not suggesting that we act with empathy because it will give us an eternal reward, but I am suggesting that if we remember that Christ resides among those in need, it makes it a little easier for us to go across the aisles and meet the needs of one another. The other thing that we see in this text is that not only are we called and required to serve and to give, but it also reminds us that but for the grace of God go I, that as we are the caregivers, we also are the care receivers. As we place ourselves in the herd with the sheep, we have to recognize that sometimes we may operate out of goat mentality. But we have to remember that as we have been saved by grace, we have to allow the grace of God to move through us to touch the lives of others. For after all, the songwriter is right. For everyone born, a place at the table. And it is our responsibility to pull out the chair and offer brothers and sisters along the journey a seat at the table. In the name of God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www dot ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.